Chapter Two of the Story of Mankind. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Crandall. The Story of Mankind by Hendrik von Loon. Chapter Two, Our Earliest Ancestors. We know very little about the first true men. We have never seen their pictures. In the deepest layer of clay of an ancient soil, we have sometimes found pieces of their bones. These lay buried amidst the broken skeletons of other animals that have long since disappeared from the face of the earth. Anthropologists, learned scientists who devote their lives to the study of man as a member of the animal kingdom, have taken these bones. And they have been able to reconstruct our earliest ancestors with a fair degree of accuracy. The great great grandfather of the human race was a very ugly and unattractive mammal. He was quite small, much smaller than the people of today. The heat of the sun and the biting wind of the cold winter had colored his skin a dark brown. His head and most of his body, his arms and legs too, were covered with long coarse hair. He had very thin but strong fingers, which made his hands look like those of a monkey. His forehead was low, and his jaw was like the jaw of a wild animal, which uses its teeth both as fork and knife. He wore no clothes. He had seen no fire except the flames of the rumbling volcanoes which filled the earth with their smoke and their lava. He lived in the damp blackness of vast forests. As the pygmies of Africa do to this very day. When he felt the pangs of hunger, he ate raw leaves and the roots of plants, or he took the eggs away from an angry bird and fed them to his own young. Once in a while, after a long and patient chase, he would catch a sparrow, or a small wild dog, or perhaps a rabbit. These he would eat raw, for he had never discovered that food tasted better when it was cooked. During the hours of day, this primitive human being prowled about looking for things to eat. When night descended upon the earth, he hid his wife and his children in a hollow tree, or behind some heavy boulders, for he was surrounded on all sides by ferocious animals, and when it was dark, these animals began to prowl about, looking for something to eat for their mates and their own young, and they liked the taste of human beings. It was a world where you must either eat or be eaten, and life was very unhappy because it was full of fear and misery. In summer, man was exposed to the scorching rays of the sun, and during the winter, his children would freeze to death in his arms. When such a creature hurt itself, and hunting animals are forever breaking their bones or spraining their ankles, he had no one to take care of him, and he must die a horrible death. Like many of the animals who fill the zoo with their strange noises, early man liked to jabber. That is to say, he endlessly repeated the same unintelligible gibberish because it pleased him to hear the sound of his own voice. In due time, he learned that he could use this guttural noise to warn his fellow beings whenever danger threatened, and he gave certain little shrieks which came to mean, There is a tiger! or Here come five elephants! Then the others grunted something back at him, and their growl meant, I see them, or let us run away and hide. 
and this was probably the origin of all language. But, as I have said before, of these beginnings we know so very little. Early man had no tools, and he built himself no houses. He lived and died, and left no trace of his existence, except a few collar-bones and a few pieces of his skull. These tell us that many thousands of years ago the world was inhabited by certain mammals who were quite different from all the other animals, who had probably developed from another unknown ape-like animal, which had learned to walk on its hind legs, and use its forepaws as hands, and who were most probably connected with the creatures, who happened to be our own immediate ancestors. It is little enough we know, and the rest is darkness. End of chapter 2 Recorded by Michelle Crandall, Fremont, California, August 2008